Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB. It is the 3rd of September. I'm Nadine Blaney. It's great to be here with you on this Thursday. Um, Scotty's here as well. You're here, aren't you? I am here. Only uh, in mind uh, and, and spirit as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, my body's already out the door. <laughs> no runners on though, just yet. Not yet. Still Not got yet. the fancy shoes on because it was a fancy pants day, wasn't it, for the local market? Pretty solid performance coming through closing above that 6100 level for the XJO. Yeah, match the uh, sparking day here in beautiful Sydney. It was very summer-like and the uh, bit balmy on the market as well. So banks, a uh, bit of love today and a uh, bit of cyclical love indeed. So whether that's actually going to be out of the sustain is, uh, is questionable, but uh, particularly what we've seen recently, but uh, take every win as you get them. Yeah, and uh, it was a reflection of what happened on American markets as well through the overnight period. So you've heard it before, you've heard the record close. Um, but you know, we did see that shift into cyclicals. So yeah, I spoke with a lot of people this morning. I spoke with a lot of people this morning, period. But I spoke with quite a few of our expert guests from the States who were, you know, at pains to say that it's, it's a rotation that's happening from tech to cyclical, cyclical back to tech, which could be what we see in the coming session, but saying that, you know, to really, to really move higher significantly from here, there'd need to be more breadth as far as the buying um, across the market. Um, because everybody just kind of assumes, Scotty, that the market's gonna move higher from here. Seems like it, just every day I wake up and uh, I go and turn on my, uh, my, my iPad and I go and look at uh, what's going on. And I actually do a little signal, I go and point to the sky. And it's because I'm just going like, the stocks are gonna be up. And almost every single time over the past couple of months has been correct every single time. So, uh, yeah. I'm, oh, I can picture it perfectly. Yeah, I really, I like, really can. And then the next thing you do is you go over to Twitter. And then on a morning like this morning, you and I both probably at the same time seeing this tweet from Donald Trump. I don't think I need to recite it, but I will say it did contain two emojis, one a winking emoji, one a surprise face emoji. I don't know what you call it. Pretty lame though, in my view. Um, so we've been talking about it all day. The US president tweeting about the levels of the Dow Jones and it closing above 29,000. So lucky to have him as president. Um, yeah, bell ringing moment, you think? Oh, well, anyone who's followed his Twitter feed for, uh, for any period of time, particularly during his presidency, knows that uh, you don't see these tweets at the bottom. They are almost always near the top. And the fact that uh, you mentioned the two emojis, that's very unusual. So to me, that's extra caution is warranted. <laughs> uh, so be very careful. Uh, when Trump starts uh, gloating about stock market levels, uh, it generally means that uh, an end to the, uh, the trend is not too far away. At least what uh, recent history has been about. It used to be all about, uh, you know, trying to go and uh, you know, soften the market up for some bad news in the trade front. Uh, I'm not sure what it'll be this time, but certainly after a huge rally we've seen uh, over the past five months, it does make you go and wonder you know, how much further it can go based purely on the support of central banks only. 
We had a lot of conversations today as well. One that comes to mind is with David Sikulski from Carrara, who said that, um, look, people are not talking enough about the upcoming U.S. election and the risks that that poses as well. Yeah, so particularly from a Democrat perspective, you get a win there. Uh, some of those tech names will be vulnerable, as will some healthcare stocks. But uh, for the time being, the betting markets are moving back towards the Trump victory. I noticed that overnight. So uh, maybe it's going to be a repeat of 2016. Who knows? But certainly you just don't know. In this, uh, I think out of all the elections we've seen recently, at least uh, I know from the polls. And yes, I know it's got like a little uh, asterisk next to it because you never quite trust the polls. But voting intentions, polling suggests that there's going to be a massive turnout for this election. Uh, they believe it's really important for the future direction of the uh, United States. So if that follows through, it'll be very interesting to see. No low uh, voter turnout, which can go and sway some, uh, results and make for some surprising results, as we've seen in recent elections in uh, Western democracies. I think Nancy Pelosi really regrets going to get her hair done, taking her mask off right now. It just goes to show that the US president can make Many, 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 many mistakes. But uh, if you're a Democrat in this environment, you cannot afford to be seen without your mask on. Um, there's just so much that's still going to play out between now and November the 3rd. And uh, we've got word that a vaccine might be ready by November the 1st. So, you know, do you think that that's also stoking some risk appetite out there? I mean, I just feel I find it amazing that we're not immune yet to these vaccine headlines. But still, you know, there were commentators this morning saying that 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 could have been behind the rally when even, you know, the ADP jobs read came in less than half of what was expected. And the beige book was pretty meh as well. Yeah, I know a lot of people who are speaking those sort of things are probably limit long. And everyone I suggest out there is probably invested in some form or another. But uh, let's be honest, we know there's going to be at least an effective treatment around the corner, if not already here. It just takes time to go and roll out. Uh, to say that uh, no, the markets are rallying on, uh, on vaccine hopes, some of that, I think it's rubbish now. I think it's in the price. Uh, anyone who says otherwise is probably trying to go and ensure that the rally can continue for as long as possible. All right. Uh, I took a walk around Sydney today. I actually left the office because I just wanted to feel that sun and hot weather on my face. Congratulations. Thank you. There were so many people out today. Obviously, you know, the first really summer-like day brings people out. But, you know, maybe I just haven't been walking around Pitt Street for a while here in Sydney. But I was surprised at how busy it was. So it appears as if people are ready I think just ready to get out and about. We had 13, I think, new cases of COVID in New mm -hmm. South Wales today, back into the triple digits in Victoria. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, we, we've got to just keep hoping that we get closer and closer to normality because, you know, the economic data, as we know, is uh, pretty terrible here in Australia with that GDP read yesterday. Uh, not a lot of market reaction to that trade balance today, though, was there? No, we get the preliminary trade data that comes out anyway, and the goods, uh, the goods uh, balance basically uh, makes up for uh, the vast majority of the other uh, trade uh, flows that we see. So it gives you a pretty good indication. The services uh, is tacked onto the side. We know that Australia has been running some pretty big services uh, surpluses because uh, basically we spend more uh, as, uh, as Australians holidaying at home than we do abroad. So that's obviously providing a tailwind there. But it's, uh, it's interesting that you saw plenty of people out and mm -hmm. about. Uh, I'm actually pleased to see that. No, uh, I'm not here to go and lecture anyone each to their own when it comes to you know, what, uh, what your views are on the, uh, the vaccine or the, sorry, the virus uh, and, its, uh, and its threat. But uh, to me, it's just be sensible. Uh, don't go and do anything that's really silly, but don't be scared. And the one thing that I'm really 
quite concerned about at the moment is I think the Australians are still being scared. And I think the media's got a massive role, a part of playing that, uh, talking about, you know, having each day we talk about the, uh, the COVID case and count and everything else. I just, I'm starting to go and get a bit sick of it. And I'd like to see people just go out and, uh, you know, be sensible, but, uh, you know, sociable. Wash your hands, stay outside, wear your mask. There were lots of masks, just so you know, even, you know, in the shops. But I will also say there was lots of people carrying big shopping bags. I mean, people were spending. So there you go. That's my anecdote from the day to day. I should get out of the office more, shouldn't I? Anyways. Yeah, get out. Get it. Times. Maybe not because that's going to be more time for me being on here. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, so you said you weren't a betting man. You know, there's a group called PointsBet. If you haven't heard of them, PBH is the ticker code. Uh, they've announced a massive capital raise to help continue its push into the U.S. sports gambling market. Very different regulatory environment than here in Australia. But they also announced earlier this week that they have become the official sports betting partner of NBC Sports in the U.S. That's a big name uh, to have aligned with uh, your ticker code. So we had points bet as the stock of the day. Kashi sat down with couple of our regular guests. Uh, let's start off by hearing what Nathan Samasandram from Deep Data Analytics has to say about PointsBet. The existing shareholders really took the upside into the share price on Friday. Um, so you're coming in late to the game. Um, look, this is done, what, from $2 to yeah. where it is now. So you, you've got a fair bit in the price. Uh, this is not going to make a profit for a while. You're yeah. buying a growth story. Now, you've been in the period where growth stocks are priced for what it is, and this has been in that cycle. So it's a good business, great macro, everything's worked for it. Will that be continuing in the next few years? I'd say it's gonna get harder as it goes from here. Once you become this big, you've gotta hit a lot more bigger goals to get right. there. You've so, gotta deliver on that multiple. Exactly, so you, you've gotta start taking profit gradually. Um, look, you know, you back your winners and you keep going. So keep a poor part of it, I'd probably take half off the table yep. and see how it goes. If it comes back a couple of bucks, I'm getting out. Pretty pretty positive on the news, uh, just in terms of, um, you know, the share price now, that, that's a tricky one. So um, I haven't updated that uh, that recommendation. I think I'd be happy for clients to, to hang on to their shares at this stage. I'm, I'm sure some of them would have taken some profits. I don't think you want to be all out of the, 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 the stock right now just simply because of um i think the opportunity that they have going forwards um if you're not in it well that uh, that makes things exponentially more difficult because uh, if you're going to get into it i think you need to find the right place to do so um i don't think it's at these levels um i i, I think there's going to be a, a you know there's scope for a bit of a pullback from here and um it's probably more like a, a, a you know an 11 or a 12 um where, where i think you're starting to, to to be able to pick it back up again uh, and that was Carl Capwillinga from Think Markets uh, talking about whether or not they would be willing to take a punt on PBH. So, uh, one of the best performers of the day was Sky City, Sky City Entertainment, uh, New Zealand company listed here in Australia, up by more than eight, well, seven point eight percent in the wake of its report. It wasn't a stellar report. I don't think we were expecting it to be very good, considering the. Um, the markets that it operates in, considering, uh, you know, the restrictions that have been put into place. But yeah, apparently, apparently investors saw something to like in there. Flag, don't know, 
the uh, EBITDA came in at the top end of guidance, which I must say was rock bottom, uh, and also flagged potential for a final dividend for FY21. Maybe that had something to do with it, but obviously uh, expectations for casinos where it's relying upon uh, a lot of uh, foot traffic, a lot of uh, interstate visitors, international visitors, is going to have pretty low uh, expectations for the time being. Okay, ticker code there, SKC. You can hear that interview that Scuddy and Sam did with the CEO, Graham Stevens, via the show notes. There's also a company that we get a lot of questions about that, uh, that Kashi is really keen on. It's called Atomos, and we spoke with the MD Jeremy Young uh, this afternoon. So yeah, they had to pivot when the pandemic sales dried up, as a lot of people had to, because there weren't those public gatherings, not a lot of weddings happening. But Jeremy was saying that, look, they've retargeted the tech. They're better now. They've come out more resilient uh, after this whole pandemic uh, test of the company. And the share price ended up by 2.3%. Ticker code is AMS. I know that a lot of people even emailed in after that interview went live saying, you know, get it up on the website. We want to listen to it so you can access that via the show notes as well. And, you know, always worth a trip to the website. Video by demand. Get involved. We love it. We love everything to do with video, don't we, here at OzBiz? So tonight, tonight we mentioned we do get the non-farm payroll. Uh, not, sorry, it's not the non-farm. It's a weekly read that leads into the non-farm payroll. So it'll be interesting to see if markets even blink if we see uh, you know, a worse than expected number come through. You just made me thought that maybe it was Friday and I'd uh, manage to go and fast forward 24 hours. No. Yeah. We uh, yeah, yeah jobless claims, I know whether it comes below. I mean, I think it's stalled again after uh, the reintroduction of those enhanced unemployment benefits, albeit uh, the temporary factors uh, that are being put through by uh, Trump's executive order, which are going to run out uh, probably in a couple of months' time if there's uh, no agreement between the Democrats and Republicans. It seems that, uh, just from what I'm seeing, that when the, the enhanced payments, the bigger payments go out, it seems to lead to an increase in claims. So I'm not sure how much you go and read into that, but it certainly suggests that maybe it's dissuading some Americans from going out and, uh, and looking for jobs and, uh, and claiming unemployment benefits. But want to keep an eye out, and obviously the services are uh, ISM, uh, non-manufacturing PMI, is a pretty important one. Uh, ahead of our payrolls, we saw the ADP report last night. Very disappointing. It was really think, disappointing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wild card. I'm not going yeah, to I'm not going to talk about yeah. that all over the place. Yeah, I just did again. But um, yeah, it's, it certainly was the, you know, just over 400,000. It was about a, a third of what they were expecting. Uh, a lot of people were looking at what the services uh, PMI tonight in the States goes and, and prints out for the employment sub-index because that also has a pretty good relationship to what's going on with hiring. Yeah, okay, so we get a look into retail sales, I'm being told tomorrow, but uh, that doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, we are. We are? Yeah, we're getting retail sales. We're having the, uh, the, the final version. So we got the preliminary version. Okay, we have version. the preliminary one. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so it's no, something for everyone. So you get to go and, go and piece into the... Uh, now the I'm more excited about tomorrow than I already was. More, See? more insight we can go, including the all-important split between online and, uh, and bricks and mortars retailing. Everyone's going to be paying close attention to that. I really wish you could have just seen Scotty because he just did a little retail sales dance, I think. Um, okay, so we will digest that then at about 11.30. We will start the day. I'm, I'm going to be speaking to a guy from Toronto called Kevin Muir. He is um, a trader. I have spent a lot of today reading some of his notes. It will be interesting. So he's going to discuss investable ideas that he's watching on Wall Street. We will be speaking with uh, Shannon Rivkin from Rivkin talking about all things buy now, pay later, and whether Afterpay can really hit $100 per share, especially now that PayPal 
is getting into the market. And uh, yeah, the day continues and, and we'll round it out with some good equities analysis. I'm looking forward to it. It's a Friday. It is a Friday. I live for Fridays. <laughs> um, okay, Scotty, I'll see you then. See you then. That sounds good. See you then.